0: What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, the hype episode 250 250 in the building. Me, c Rad, and Cody got you on this episode. We're going to talk some overhyped cards. There's a lot of sales. Things have been kind of pumped up, and we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about the 2021 quarterback rookie class. Is it time to sell? We're going to have a debate. Season's just around the corner can these guys prices go any higher so we're going to basically go over that debate that we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about on the show we got some scam alerts to go over and uh yeah thanks for joining MojoBreak.com is your site for upcoming breaks MojoBreakShop.com for your sealed wax guys cody how's it going good to have you back man yeah good to be back uh it's been uh you know it's been a while i feel like i feel like
1: the national has skewed my brain of like I have lost all sense of time. Like I was like, how long have it been out? Has it been three weeks? Has it been two weeks? Uh, Has it been a month? Two days? Has it been a year? Five days? I don't know. It's hard to tell. But, yeah, happy to be back and uh, healthy and and ready to go.
0: And, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about it last week. But, you know, quick recap. What did you think about the National being that it was your first time there?
1: It was wild. It was crazy. Uh, You know, like every night there was something to do. Uh, I mean, I think if you had asked me that uh, before the national, hey, you're going to be like, I don't know, 10 feet away from little John at like a big old like pool party (laughs) and you're going to be hanging like. Like, and then Alan Iverson's going to be upstairs not telling, not saying a word to anybody <laughs> and being really cr- – like, it was weird. Uh, but, like, hanging with good people and talking to new people and meeting new people. And uh, it was crazy. It was a blast. And I kind of echo your guys' sentiments about Atlantic City. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I people needed People were good, bad. location bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I was a little softer about it. I, I was saying around the office today, I was like, if I was a local – and, you know, it's like, hey, it's like Saturday night, got nothing to do, let's go down to AC. Be like, yeah, sure, have a good, it'll be a fun night, you know, go out, have a few drinks, play the slots, and then go home, you know, it'll be a nice night. Uh, but it's not a place I'm, like, going to go out of my way to visit, you know, no offense to the good people of South I Jersey. think last
0: week we said, like, it was a, a party in a tent. Yeah. like, the party was great, but the location was a tent. Yeah. You know, sorry, people from New Jersey, but. Still itching.
1: It's, it's just weird too when you're like you land in Philly and you're like, ah, oh, this is a world class city. It's a, got a huge downtown, tons of stuff to do. There's all the big sports. There's the Phillies are playing right there. Let's grab a cheesesteak. Like this would be a great place to have the national. No, we gotta drive an hour. An hour and a half. uh,
2: Did you get a chance to – what did you think about the show floor, Cody? Did you get a chance to walk around a bit? Yeah, I did.
1: I I did walk around a bit, and uh, kind of overwhelming, honestly. Uh, Like, it's it's cool, like, the different stages of it where you're, like – obviously the Breaker Pavilion where it's just, like, loud. And, like, maybe this is a new development to you guys, but, like, I could not believe how, like – The sound emanating from every booth. The, whoa, whoa, my God. Just, like, the reactions were fun. And then, like, you walk, and then you kind of get to, like, the older crowd. That's, like, the the shop owners. The guys with the huge collections. Stuff you've never seen. The stuff that, like, caught my eye was, like, the historical documents and stuff. And, like, I think there was a guy who had, like... Stuff that were like Civil War documents and stuff like yeah. that, and like notes written by Paul McCartney and stuff like really cool mix of stuff. And and then even and then obviously the big the the, the big boots of like the big big names tops and Panini and and Heritage having the the SGC nine point five mantle was insane. The, the stuff a Golden and Heritage had was off the charts. So. Just yeah, really cool, really fun. Had a great time. So, but uh, yeah, glad glad to be back home and to, to be back with you guys too. It's it, like I said, it feels like the national at this moment in my head. It feels like ancient history right now.
0: <laughs> it kind of does. Um, one very fun night was Thursday night though, and I learned that uh, Cody has the uh, uh, he's a songbird of our generation. It was a fun uh,
1: night,
2: karaoke, and uh, yeah, this guy's yeah. This guy's got some pipes. Yep, and I found that out when we were at the Mint. That's and right. Vegas.
1: That was a fun place, too. That piano bar was yeah. a blast. I love that place.
0: Yep. Yeah, I got some videos to relive through um, now that Dan's not here because Dan would not want to see himself. But I don't mind showing myself, and uh, Cody had some good moments. It was fun. We dude. did Bye, Bye, Bye. Again,
1: you know. I, I, I echo Dan's end bits from last week, or you guys, I think we're all saying it. Two bucks a song. Well, like I never been to a karaoke bar where you had to pay two bucks a song. No again, fun place. good I've times. actually never
2: been to a karaoke place that charged you per song. It's weird. maybe or maybe I'm off here.
0: No, well, they had a guy that was just doing the songs.
2: well, when we went to the mint one where we went to the mint in, Ve- uh, in Vegas and we went to that uh, bar on Fremont street, uh I mean you could tip the guy, but he would pretty much just you whatever you want is there to, for the yeah. service, right? Th- so.
1: That's pretty standard. It's like you're just kind of in like usually you tip like, you know, but it's not like expected mandatory you pay two dollars. Right. Well, song. here's my right. theory. It's
0: kind of like the whole thing. Like if you invite somebody to a birthday party, your kids and you haven't paid in advance, they're probably going to show up. So my thing is, is if somebody pays two dollars and maybe they're 10, 10th on the list, I know it's only two dollars, but they're probably going to stick around and do their song where there's like the guy's like, oh, John's next wait, no Paul, you know, and it's like nobody's there anymore. Yeah, so Maybe that's the theory. Yeah. I don't know. It
1: advises you to stay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, guess
0: so. I guess there's that. It was a fun night there. Though. Fun night. It was uh, Dro- Tropicana was the place. Uh, they had yep. a little karaoke spot, but um, that's old news. The Nationals like a week and a half uh, uh, in the past. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get into some uh, over hype stuff. Uh, I wanted to get c opinion on this. WWE Select is coming out this week. Is the WWE hype over?
2: Uh, I'm gonna s I'm gonna probably say yes to that to that question. Uh we've already seen Prism drop significantly, more than half of what it was coming out at. And obviously now these new products, these uh you know, when they when they're hitting the the sites that s resell these products, like they're going they're starting off at a lot lower, more in line with the prices we were seeing with uh the tops when tops had the license and were putting out their products. It's still higher than those tops products, but um, Definitely nowhere near the the prices of PRISM when it first came out.
0: Yeah, because we were watching PRISM boxes, WWE, go to like $1,200, $1,300 a hobby box. I mean, approaching football, uh, basketball numbers. Insanity. And now I think you can get a box for like four, three fifty to four hundred. So it's yeah. gone way, way Significant way down. drop. Um, it, You think it has something to do that these are kind of – this is a debate we could have. This is an entertainment product, not a sports product?
2: Yeah, I think – man – it, just the the hype going into it i guess um i mean you you guys caught it pretty much you and dan saying that when this product was first when prism wwe was first coming out it was like what makes this product a thousand dollars more than the previous tops chrome product which came out like six months earlier right it's not that the market had grown so much bigger for wrestling the market has is mean fairly big i would say still um but it's not like The market had grown so much for this for the sports cards of uh, wrestling cards that that it justified the thousand dollar price point so
0: yeah i mean it's tough to say i mean because you it's like you can't really like you know right now with football which we're going to get into a segment later is that you can say oh zach wilson's gonna have a great year yeah right so you're like i'm gonna buy zach wilson but what are you gonna be like the edge or the rock or stone cold like what are they gonna do to make their card more worth it you know what i mean like you know then there's obviously icons and stuff like that that could change the scope of it but you know it, it complete opposite with like f1 f1 everybody thought that was just nobody's gonna want it because nobody wanted nascar and f1 went up so it's like Cody, do you think that, that people are gonna be a little hesitant on culture cards going forward? Do you think this has left a bad taste in people's mouth, or do you think it just doesn't matter?
1: I I don't I don't know. It's I, I don't think it totally matters. I think there's one I think there's a couple of factors that were at play. One, I think maybe Panini would have been better off doing like what if I, I feel like the narrative will be different if, like, what if Select was the first WWE product coming out, and then it's Prism, because Prism obviously holds that weight, carries that weight, that name carries a lot of weight in the hobby. And I think that if they had maybe timed it differently with the release schedule, obviously they wanted to make a splash. Uh, so Prism coming out first, I get it, but, like, maybe if they had gone in a different route, maybe it would have that would have changed things. I think there's also the fact that, Right after Prism came out, the tops and WWE news comes well, out.
0: Oh, right, also, was, right
2: before Prism right. came out. And, right, but,
0: but also, I think more importantly, too, WrestleMania was happening. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's,
1: I, it, maybe they were hoping, like, oh, SummerSlam just happened, so there is still some momentum here with WWE. So maybe Select does a little – I think Select will do better than, like, some previous WWE Panini products. What, it's only been Revolution and, and Prism so yeah, far, right?
2: Yeah, And I actually really love Revo- – I mean –
1: I think Revolution – I'm biased good. for
2: Revolution, whatever, but – uh, and and this and that's a super affordable product if you want to talk about an affordable wrestling product um, also I think uh, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of um, what was going on where people were saying this is the first prism wrestling right there's a lot of that notion that if it's the first of a recognized brand like prism that it's gonna hold a lot carry a lot of weight throughout its life cycle right people were assuming like with tops Chrome F1 being the first year how much that jumped up with ufc prism the year before the first year of ufc prism how much that had jumped up so people were just assuming the same thing was going to happen to wwe and for a short moment of time it happened but now we're seeing like the the big drop in that in that price but i mean
0: you got for i mean to give select some credit some wwe select you're gonna have the first zebras you're gonna have the first tie-dyes you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of firsts within that too right so We'll see. Maybe maybe this catches us by surprise. I don't think it goes up to eleven hundred dollars. No, aux, no. But maybe it does go up compared to because uh, uh, it has more, can,
2: it has room to go up as, as opposed to a Prism, where it only had a room to go down.
0: Right, and, and I think Revolution is a great basketball product, but I don't yeah. think. I think the people like the WWE fans love the color love the autographs love the relics and stuff like that which what select has so we'll see but I think yeah I think it was a perfect timing for prism like you guys said with tops getting licensed back maybe paninis only release and then yeah. I mean there was people that I didn't even know were wrestling fans going to WrestleMania that year so it was like a big kind of like push and I think that kind of caused a lot of guys in the hobby to buy WWE that would normally buy prison basketball prison football whatever they're like i'm gonna buy wwe prism because this is pretty cool
1: and i and i think that when you're to kind of answer your question from earlier about like what about pop culture cards in general is this i feel like wwe is in that weird space of like sports and entertainment combined so i i think compared to like what we've seen this push of like pop culture cards it's the new thing which you know there's been pop culture cards forever but I think it occupies this space where, like, it won't go down as much as I think some other pop culture cards might just because it does still have a lot of sports fans who are interested in it. But I think what you're saying is, yeah, just things are kind of evening out. It's still, like, if you want to be, you know, wear your rose-colored goggles right now, compared to what it was two, three years ago, it's still way, way above what it was a couple years ago. And I think that's the, just in general, it's about, like, you got to look at the long view that things have, yes, things were crazy for a month and it was unsustainable, but in the long run, wrestling, the fact that we're having a conversation, I think, about wrestling cards and about, is it still a thing? Is it still viable? I think that in a lot, like, is that something you would have imagined even right. doing two That's years ago? That's
0: a start. I mean, and then you've seen at the national tops with Stranger Things cards coming out. Yeah. Uh, do we think Stranger Things cards are going to do well? I mean, what would make? I mean, we I didn't I didn't get a, get a pack. I know they were having that vending machine which was amazing. And they have a really cool side. I mean, They spent a lot of money on uh, Zero Cool did on on uh, which is a brand of tops to, you know, get this uh, name out there for Stranger Things. Do you think the kid I mean I would say predominant I mean I guess I guess every stranger thing is watched by a lot of people but I know a lot of teenagers it's are a, watching yeah it.
1: it's definitely it's, a teenage brand I, think, I like it a lot but
0: are yeah. they gonna buy trading cards of stranger things mm. and what would be the chase right I mean Wearing autographs of these guys I guess maybe
1: that's the appeal from the from
0: the from the, from the show
1: That's the appeal is like if autographs of, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown's autographs in what a lot of the leaf pop century stuff, but a lot of these other guys who are becoming huge stars, like they're not, really in anything so i mean heck i've I, well, like Finn hard
2: yeah I'll, he's a big star hey, with the teenage girls
1: and you know what it's gonna appeal to like the eight the 80s kids and 90s kids like uh, i'll take a winona Ryder and, auto and,
2: and, and i'll say like uh zero quarter doing the stranger season four but tops has already put out stranger thing cards before right. and, and there's a like a decent market for it right um in terms of pop culture stuff yeah i still i still see it there's a lot of room for growth there and there's a lot of people pushing pop culture right now. There too. is. A lot. Yeah.
0: And I feel like it's an underground band because we've seen like <laughs> Cryptozoic do it too with Walking Dead yeah. Game of Thrones and stuff. And like I said, it's like an underground band. There's a segment of people that are collecting it, but not mainstream enough where you can read it on the forums yeah. or, yeah. you know, people that are collecting it much. much so Unless well, it's
1: unless it's like Star Wars right now. That's right? really the only one. I think we've, I've talked about it on some other podcasts. Like it's the only one that's like got a sort of viable year-to-year market like sports does.
0: That's point. another good question that we don't have on this slide that just came into my mind. The Star Wars Sapphire. Crazy. Is that overhyped? I mean, you got like, uh, Staley was in the shop, and he opened a box, and we were trying to figure out what's worth something. Um, and I think there was just like the number to the, the Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker cards that are numbered to whatever, five $6,000, no autograph, nothing.
1: I think it's the appeal of like it is the original 19. It's it's a it's sapphire a reprint of
2: the original. Yeah,
1: it's a sapphire version of one of the most iconic non sports card sets in history, which is in itself like a that's that's definitely something. And I think it would do well with like a series two, which also has a lot of iconic cards. And the, if they do a, if the same thing but with series two of Star Wars, uh, I think it would also do really really well. But again. It's because there is a there is a nostalgia thing. There's it's already viable. Like that is even if you're not a Star Wars collector, you know that '77 that Series One Star Wars set is as iconic as any sports card set. So,
0: but if you look at the de- see, this is the thing that I'm kind of realizing. If you look at the demographic of that, it's the demographic closer to the, the right vintage sports card guys. Right, you're looking at guys. What when, when did Star Wars come out? Early '80s. Seven, or, 1977.
1: 1977.
0: Yeah. So now. Those guys that were kids are now 50 60 they can sit back and open and, and afford this stuff right where you have maybe the stranger things crowd they may be into it 30 years from now right so maybe something you can collect and sit on and then maybe they're worth more down the line but like i feel like the people that are going to create more hype is like the older generations right i mean when it comes to pop culture
2: um it's obvious that zero cool with that specifically that brand and tops and fanatics, it's obviously that they're they're trying to really expand this market. Yeah. Uh, with Stranger Things and Jackass and and Gary V, uh, they're trying to make non sports cards, a like almost a, a a you know a more normalized thing. And I think I think they'll be able to do it within the next few years. Um. So to your question is how what's the uh the ultimate like, how how far can these Stranger Stranger Things cards go? I guess we we'll, we gotta wait to see. Um, yeah. I think right now I think they're really cool because I enjoy the show. But, like, you're right. Like, how many other people are going to be into, like, searching for cards for Stranger Things? Although when you walk into Target, you see Stranger Things memorabilia, everything, like toys, figurines, keychains, shirts, hats, wallets. You know what I'm saying? If, if If Zero Cool Fanatics can get those cards in a Target or something, I would imagine people would probably buy them.
0: What do you guys think, uh, and I know we're, we're kind of going a little bit off topic here. We're going to jump right back into the sports cards here in a minute, but when you think of non-sports cards like in your head, what are the main cards that kind of come right to your mind?
2: Star Wars?
1: Yeah, Star Wars is, is probably number one. I mean, wrestling kind of fits in that mold, but again, wrestling. it is that like in a single card,
0: like the, I like one card that you would like think of.
1: Oh garbage pail too. Garbage pale kids for sure. The atom bomb, the 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 that first series of Star Wars, um, Mars attacks. Think of that one as well, which is kind of now really going way back at this point.
0: Yep, I think I don't know why I think of the Jay Z card that was inserted into the 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 basketball set back in the early uh, the late two thousands. I think it was two thousand six or something, where they really I think it was right when Jay Z took part ownership of the Nets, and then they made his rookie card. And then, believe it or not, that Kim Kardashian auto that was in Upper Deck, I think there's only 40 copies. That's insane, like, the price on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, rest in peace to Pete Davidson on that one. But, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't feed into Kanye's toxicity. <laughs> I read today that he's going to – he's
2: dealing with trauma. He'll like,
1: be fine. I'm like, he's going through trauma. They did it for, like, seven, eight months. He'll be fine. He'll
2: be fine. Um, he'll be fu- i think of uh for me also besides star wars and and wrestling i think of marvel cards actually oh, Cause yeah because that was a big part of my childhood too not only was i into opening up you know random packs of football cards um i loved opening up those marvel cards did you see what i got no
0: 91 the original marvel i haven't i bought it
2: 91 the the box
0: the the, the sealed sealed box
2: wow the 91s i'm about have to buy that off you
0: it actually wasn't as expensive <laughs> as you would think. I think it was like 800 bucks. Yeah, dude. I mean, they were like $30 boxes. Yeah, yeah,
2: right? yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I lo- I lo- so that's what I think of when, in terms of non-sports. Like, those Marvel Fleers were amazing to me as a kid. So...
0: Yeah. Well, let's get back into some sports card talk uh, on the overhype train. I'm going to ask c this question. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather have an exquisite... These two cards, the exquisite triple logo man, LeBron... Jordan, Kobe, one-of-one, one, triple logo man, unautographed, and the Warriors triple logo man or the LeBron James triple logo man. So you could have those two or you could have the, the just the LeBron James triple logo man. Seems like a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Okay, well, you could actually... those Those auctions went for lower... On Golden, those two, the triple logo man. So the Warriors triple logo man sold for around three hundred fifty thousand. I don't have the exact number, I like three sixty. I have to look it up. So Draymond Clay, hopefully, Steph, went to a Warrior
2: collector. Hopefully,
0: and then there was an exquisite triple logo man, looks amazing, of LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan that yeah. sold for one point six. So you could literally have those two cards over the LeBron James triple logo man out of flawless. So my question, and that's kind of what's kicking off this whole thing, is was there was there just so much hype on this card that it literally? I mean, you thought you said ten million, he said five million, something my five, yeah. I think I said three. I was over it, and uh, this card sells for two point four, and then cards that were better are selling for less.
1: And what's funny is two point four is again. Put yourself back in 2018, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Well, if you heard a card sold for two point four million, you'd be like, you're out of your mind without an autograph, and now it's too. a disappointment. Yeah.
0: But like you could have literally had those two iconic cards. You could have had the Triple Logo Man Warriors, which is – I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but that's the dynasty right there. That's four championships on one card. I mean,
2: yeah, okay. For us Warrior fans, that card is – you can't put a price point on that card. There's just We would all love to have that card. That's a dream card. Um, thinking about it now, obviously, the obvious choice is the, the Triple Warriors and the lo- exquisite LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe. But I'm wondering now – how many times did they do that, LeBron, Kobe, and Michael in the in the whole run of exquisite? <sighs> it's got to be much. a few times, right? Maybe
0: a few, but I don't think too many. Maybe maybe less than. Five. So
2: I, I guess you can make the argument if you're on the other side that there's only one triple logo LeBron right now I with I see him on now. three for him on three different teams, uh, the three teams that he won championships and, and, with too.
1: And I think too that the value of it also <clears throat> comes from like three different players. It, you would think like okay three different legends like you would think that's more but i think also the fact that it's one guy where people are lebron collectors i think that
0: also that mar- i think that kind of spikes his market yeah helps that he like won a championship and, with yeah, all three too well exactly. does it de- okay so like and i know he's been on the Cavs, the heat and the lakers so that encompasses his whole career but what if he goes to the suns is that card devalue now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Quad, the first quad logo <laughs> man <laughs> coming soon. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Because like, if he doesn't <laughs> remain on any of those three teams, which is a good possibility, he leaves a team. How would you yeah. even? Could and, you and even that, that would have more? to be a book
2: at that yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. It would have to be a book.
0: Yeah. Well, we remember from the what was it? Maybe the second or third year. Maybe the first year of Immaculate where I had the six logo mans. Yeah.
2: It was three wow. on each
0: side. I believe it was all Thunder on one. So there was like Durant, Westbrook, somebody else, and then I think. There was and that a was from one.
2: what product was that from? That was from uh. Immaculate. Oh, was it Immaculate? Yeah, that was Immaculate. Wow. Okay.
0: Then they're like, why did we waste six logo mans on one card? <laughs> yeah. So they don't do that anymore. But, um, yeah. So I mean, that's 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 what I was just thinking. Like, you if you own this card for two point four million, you hope he never leaves the Lakers, right? You hope that he stays I, with the Lakers.
2: I don't know if I hope. I just uh. I just hope they don't make another one. How about that? I hope they don't make another triple, or even a quad.
0: I don't know. Do you think we live our whole lives with LeBron James uh, exclusive to Upper Deck?
2: Do we think that? What's the over under on that happening? uh, That he
0: never signs an actual licensed deal with a manufacturer? Gotta be. Anybody can pull it off. I
2: I feel like fanatics could pull it off eventually. Um, I would obviously, us, as collectors, we would all love to see that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. They I, Maybe his relationship with Upper Deck is too good. I don't know. Well,
0: because here's the thing to keep in mind. I think a lot of collectors don't realize this.
2: The only reason Panini has
0: pictures of LeBron on cards is because he is in the NBA. Yeah. So he's part of the Players Association. So his photos can be used. That's why you don't have autographs. He's an exclusive autograph signer for Upper Deck. But once he retires... There will be no cards of LeBron anymore. No current cards being made. I was thinking about that.
2: Couldn't he technically, because a lot of retired players do this, couldn't he technically still just sign a deal with the NF, uh, NBA PA where they can still use his likeness?
0: Yes, but then at that point, why wouldn't you just try to get him for his autographs too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which so is that, what they're going
1: to do. That's no what doubt. I'm thinking.
0: Is like Once he retires, he's probably going to be like, he's going to have more time. He's, you know, he's going to be thinking about what he's going to do for his legacy. And uh, he may be like, well, why am I – I mean, Maverick Carter owns part of Mitchell and S with Fanatics, which is his right-hand man, right? So it's just – I mean, I know he's had this long-standing um, relationship with Upper Deck, and Michael's there, and that's probably how it all happened. But at some point, it's like, are you going to – are you tired of signing, like, sh- you know, when you're on hi- high school photos? and yeah.
1: The Le- the LeBron who signed that deal with Upper Deck is not the LeBron right. of today. The LeBron, the businessman, the guy working with Maverick Carter on all of these brands he's got the the bar, the the shop and all these his his brand has completely changed. So it's uh, yeah, I I can't imagine this is he's gonna do something after he retires where he figures it out. Hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's just like. All of my likenesses is going to be sold through my brand, period. Right. You have to buy it through my website. <laughs> I'm not making a deal with Fanatics. I'm not making a deal with Upper Deck. It's me. Right. It's, uh, through what? Is it Undisputed, I think, is uh, sure. the, the yeah. brand? He's I an entrepreneur,
0: that. yeah. I mean, and it could be a situation where, like, you look at Tom Brady and he's, like, he's in 2019 Flawless, but he's not in 18 Flawless, and then he's not in 17, and he's not in 22 Flawless either. So it's like, I think Panini will pay his going rate every other year when they need him and put like 10 or 20 autos in there, right? So it could be a scenario with him where like, you know, Fanatics calls whoever his agent is and gets, you know, 10 or 20 in X amount of products or whatever they're doing, right? Yeah. Whether it be they buy panini and they, they make national treasures or they're using Topps Chrome or whatever. I mean, we already talked about it on an older episode, but, you know, once uh, Fanatics gets the license for basketball, you know, 0304 Chrome, throwback is going to be in play oh yeah and then we'll you might that. even have the possibility of Bronny jr at that point too maybe Bronny jr in an 0304 chrome design with his pops i mean it's going to be wild, wild that's times. the dream
1: that's that's totally the dream
0: because i actually had a friend of mine who had i don't know if you guys remember this set it was called all-time greats and it was like by upper deck and it was like i think it came out in like 12 or 13 and there were themed boxes so you'd open it up and it'd be like oh larry bird so you got larry bird auto and like five larry bird cards and then there'd be like lebron james of course and then there'd be michael jordan and then you know all their exclusive athletes but they didn't have the nba license so it was all collegiate stuff i remember the problem so he actually has a number to 23 dual lebron signed and dual uh, jordan on it as well so jordan lebron dual signed number to 23 he graded it, it got a 9.5, but it's LeBron on the, uh, you know, the the, the Irish, or whatever, the high school, and then of course Jordan, North Carolina. So he's been he had it on eBay for a while, and somebody offered him like I think fourteen grand right for it, and he's like, would you sell it? And I'm like, at first I was like, I don't know, it's hard to get LeBron and Jordan together on card, right? But then I'm thinking about it, what if eventually they do get the license, and then they have them sign license
2: stuff? All that collegiate stuff is going right. to be like so dumpster like, fire. You know, Not if, dumpster fire, but it's gonna go down it's gonna still go LeBron,
0: down yeah i mean it's lebron and jordan you're probably pretty safe, <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah still LeBron. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, i mean those are two of the two of the top two i arguably. said dumpster
2: fire like it's gonna go down to like five hundred dollars yeah <laughs> that'd be the bargain
0: guy. bin mj and <laughs> lebron <laughs> yep,
1: right right get him, get, get him while he can i mean I, the
2: conversation when i came back into the hobby in, in 2011 2012 the conversation was um i remember it being like dude like the market is getting oversaturated with LeBron and Jordan autos yeah. back then. Even, with the co- even when it was just college stuff, they are like, this is going to dilute the market of theirs. And then a couple years later, they just stopped signing or yeah, X- ex- stop making
0: products. Used to be able to get um, the worst one out of Exquisite was that <clears> real big <throat> thick one. And it was like a, it was like a, a shadow box. And then Michael Jordan's auto was in there, and there was like two, three hundred bucks back then. Yep. Now I think you can't even touch one of those for like five, six grand. seven yep. Grand on. A yep. Car. Yep.
2: Yep. I remember that, and you know, obviously, still out of my price point back then. But I, I used to look at those and be like. Dang, I really want this LeBron auto for 200, 300 bucks. I really want this Jordan auto for 300 bucks. But even out back then, it was out of my range. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know what sucks is that would be in my price range now. But I didn't have the money then. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like, can yeah. I, can I, can I go and then you and could
2: get then... like Kobe autos for like 150. You know, like, I think the lowest Kobe autos would drop to like around 150 ish. Dude, yeah. The Prism. Yeah. The, 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 the low 100%. end stuff was around yeah, 150. Or like Prestige or something. Uh, you know, so that was they, these guys were affordable in like. 2012 2013 even 2014 part of 2014 that was a
0: lot of drama when the news the news hit you know the obviously the tragic news about kobe yeah and um how many people started buying the buy it nows and how many people didn't honor those prices that was a big uh that was a big thing as uh people were buying i don't know who's i don't know what's worse because i did buy one but i wanted to buy one because i knew they were going up and i wanted to keep one yeah and i bought one and i got refunded But the guy would have been happy with the price prior to the tragedy. Yep. So that's kind of, I don't know, you know, that's kind of tough. I don't think we've ever talked about this with you, Cody. I mean, you know, what would you do? If if you have, like, if you had a Kobe that's like, okay, the market's 3,000 on this Kobe that I have right here and I'm willing to take 3,000, but then he passes and somebody buys it and then you're like, well, could have got more, so I'm canceling your order. I mean. Yeah, you
1: can't, you can't do that. Like, I think it's like, it know. was happening
2: by yeah. the hundreds that day. Oh,
1: yeah, I get it. By
2: the thousands, maybe. But, like,
1: if that price is listed at that, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's what it is. And, like, you know, and obviously them backing out, there's a lot of, you know, it doesn't look good. It's a bad look. I think we were saying on the day when of we were leaving the National, Bill Russell passed away the day of the National. And I was just thinking, like, somebody is out there who's got a Bill Russell in their thing, and they're like, they saw that news, and they slapped a new sticker on there real fast. And I don't know. it's I get it, but there's a, still a part of me that feels icky about it. So it's, yeah. you know, I, I yeah, I would say just in short, like, if that's the price, you have to honor it, like, period. Like, that's that's what it is.
0: Yeah, and don't ever I, – I the one thing I've hated – and we haven't brought this up on an, on an episode in a while, but we used to bring it up a lot is – Don't list your card with RIP right after he dies. Just don't do it.
2: Yeah. Don't do it.
0: If you have to sell it and you understand you want to sell it, just put it up there. Just don't put RIP. Then you're like, I'm capitalizing off somebody's death. That's just terrible. Yeah. Um, But back to the overhyped cards, I noticed you put a Wander uh, Wander Franco card on here. I did. And uh, I want to know your reasoning. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think that just in general, uh, this has kind of always been my stance with baseball, is I get that baseball cards – Uh, that obviously the first Bowmans are the ones everybody wants, but I think a lot of times it's just like you see so many first Bowmans of guys who 80 to 90% of the time amount to very little in the major leagues, and we're spending so much on them. Meanwhile, there's tops Chrome rookie autos of some of these guys who are all-star guys, MVP candidates who... You could buy three of them for the price of a first Bowman auto of a catcher who the moment they arrive in the major leagues are going to have two or th- uh, like a week of really high sales and then no one will care. Like Adley Rushman's having a great year. I would. I haven't looked at the numbers and maybe somebody's going to say you're wrong, his stuff has gone up, but I would bet a lot that his numbers... His Bowman, first Bowmans have gone down since he's made the majors, even though the Baltimore Orioles are like half a game out of a playoff spot and they have been a completely different team since he got called up. So just in general, that's always one where I'm like, the moment they get called up, just sell it. Yes, it could be Mike Trout, but like there's to me, those are always overhyped where it's just get out while you can if you've got something good for a prospect for baseball, because... The likelihood is within two weeks, three weeks, the value of it is going to plummet.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at guys that got in on Tatis at heavy prices, and I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine and he'll come back, right? But, like, if you look at the prices right now, you're like, ooh, you know, that you're, actually you're taking a bath.
1: For a while, I was actually thinking, you know, I was big on like Tatis is getting to the level where he is the Zion of 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 bas- of baseball because he's always hurt and he can't, uh, but his price is maintained. But now it's actually funny, like with the Padres' moves might actually not be a bad investment all of
0: a sudden. Well, and that's the other thing about these prospects is how often do they remain on their same team? I mean, none of the. I mean, now you got Soto, which we all love, and now he's on a different. Team. Well, we just.
1: I mean, we just talked about it. There's like mean, being speaking of the Padres. Yeah, it's like suddenly there's guys who, especially because there's a lot of high end pro, prospects on the Padres through the years. C.J. Abrams and Robert Hassel and these guys. I was actually collecting some Robert Hassel, uh, and now he's on the Washington Nationals. And you know, not that it's. We you guys can maintain their value on different teams. We saw it with Tatis, uh, but yeah, it's it's especially with how the, they can bounce around, and I think teams recently in recent years, especially with what's going on in the Nos, where it's just kind of an arms race at the moment. Like these prospects, it's more volatile than ever. Like it's it's hard to lock down a guy uh, and hope. Okay, this is going to be the team that this guy plays for this entire career. You just kind of have to. In a lot of ways, a lot of times you just kind of have to assume that if they're on, especially if they're on a good team, that they're probably going to get dealt at some point if, right. not, if they got drafted by a competitive team. And, you know,
0: and I never even thought about it from like a new, a newbie perspective. Like, say you're watching Tatis like last year or whatever year he's doing those jumping catches and he's hitting home runs and he's flashy. And you're like, I'm going to look for his best card. And then you're like, White Sox. Like, maybe you're a kid. You're like, that's probably not the right card. You know what I mean? Because you're just all you know is that he was on the Padres, right? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know some of these Bowman. That's why, yeah, you're you're right. It's like surprising that sometimes the um, the the tops Chrome should outsell because that's usually the team that they're going to be on for at least a while, right? Yeah. You know, initially. and I always
1: see it like if you've got that top Chrome rookie, to me, it's like you made it. Like yeah, maybe you don't pan out, but like you made it. You got to the big leagues. Um, so yeah, and again, you want the first card, I get it, but I just again, I I reiterate it all the time. Just be The safest bet is just get those cards sold the moment they hit the big leagues because it's just – it is it, it is like clockwork. The moment you get up there, you're going to have a nice bounce, and then it's just going to tumble downward unless you're Mike Trout, unless you're Fernando Tatis, unless you are the 1% of the 1%. And
0: you could kind of say that about most sports, maybe with the exception of quarterbacks in football, but, you know, you look at basketball. If you sold LaMelo last year, yeah. you're doing better than you are this year. If you sold, I mean, obviously Zion, I mean, even John Moran, who actually has been progressively getting better, never topped his rookie year prices. It's like the hobby, the hobby gets around a guy for a year, and then, oh wait, there's the next guy. Okay, now we're gonna go to the next guy. Oh, now we're gonna go to the next guy. So it's like, you know, Luca might be the, the one guy that people still rally around, because I think so many people got in during the Luca year and the hype and all the new people coming back in, these sneaker collectors and stuff, all came in when it was Luca hype. And they all have the cards but it's like the last five years of basketball i mean look at donovan mitchell and jason tatum i mean those prices don't you've got mobleys and jalen greens going for more than those guys so um you know from a flipping perspective it's almost best if you are in it to do that you're not in it to collect to almost flip before their rookie year runs out so yep. um now you got some <clears> cards <throat> here some big boy cards out of my uh, price range but <laughs> man Got the uh, the Brady uh, Champ ticket, the Honus Wagner 2, and, of course, the the, the, the Mickey Mantle 9-5 uh, um, from the, the Rosen find, um, which is an incredible story. Have you heard the story about that, where the guy basically bought, like, this where this Mickey Mantle came from? I guess a guy found an attic full of sealed boxes of oh, 52. Oh, wow. And bought it, opened them all up, and this was the best one. So I guess he sold the whole thing. I think he sold this mantle for like 40000 And he always wanted it back. I believe he bought it back for like 100000 Later okay. on, from the guy, because he's like he remembered Grated. how great it looked. No, right. well, I don't think it was graded yet. Okay, he just remembered seeing it. I could be not doing justice to the story, but I think it's out there. It, the guy's name is Mister Mint, very famous in the '80s and '90s, and he was the one that discovered this collection and then kind of pieced it out. And then was like, "I want that that mantle I saw was perfect. I want that back." And he got it back, and that's where it is now. Nine, nine five. 6.2 million is What's currently sitting at with one week to go? 95 five i don't like the black tuxedo i wish it was psa sorry sgc Uh, i like Um, it you like it
2: i i I, i'm coming around in the sgc slab a lot now i don't however still like i I still don't like when it has an autograph and they have that separate tag for the autograph i don't like that when it's when i when it's the single tag at the up at the top yeah i I like that but you know you know sometimes i'll have the extra auto grade on the side i don't like that but just in general i think i think vintage looks good in it um Yeah, obviously, I still do prefer PSA uh, slab, but SGC is definitely growing on me.
0: I think the SGC slab for the tobacco card, as seen here on the Honus, it looks good because the card's smaller, right? So it has to kind of take up the rest of the space um i i bet you have hga graded that they somehow find a way to make a mini slab right? <laughs> please no it's just a tobacco <laughs> please god slab. no <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> just a mini slab.
1: somebody getting it and it's all like oh and it's like hella tiny yeah, team yeah. colors
0: and yeah
2: <laughs> you use a magnifying glass to read it
0: they'd probably have a cigarette on the like in the background of the slab somehow yeah it'd be like hga and then it's like tobacco <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a two, man. Seven point two million. Seven
1: point two. Yeah. Guess what? The, the the the. And that's the
2: record now, right? That is that's n- the record, right?
1: That is the new record. And Wh- I, but but we're saying already it's projected the mantle's going to go up. They've been saying ten million, but six point two with a week left. I that's a lot of ground to make up. And again, it's. The biggest bet, the biggest bids, come in at the end, but that is a lot of ground to make up in a week to, to reach that ten million mark. But it's sh- again, it what, should not
2: be what, disappointment. What was the previous Wagner that sold the that had the record? What, what grade was it? it was like a the one?
0: Wagner. I don't even know if that one was graded. You might want to look that one up. Yeah. Um, it's owned by the Diamondbacks owner.
1: I believe there was it was like there was like a four or five million one pretty recently. I feel like, um, but there's very anyway. few
0: copies in existence. Yeah. That's why because. Um, Honus did not. He signed up for the cards, but he didn't know they were going to be in tobacco products, and he didn't want to be associated with tobacco products. So that so he made them pull a so bunch of them. They
2: pulled them? a bunch of them before they even made. Okay, the print. That, ma- so that, okay that makes yeah, okay. I remember hearing that story. Obviously, I've heard that story a thousand times in the hobby, but um, yeah, I mean, the question is: is Are these car- three cards worth the hype? Right? Is that is that what we're asking? Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm gonna say yes, because all I've been told since I've been, been in this hobby is that. These are the three, like, these are some of the, these are three of the most, some of the most iconic sports cards or, and or investments that you can make in sports cards. Like, the Honus, the Brady Contenders, and the Mano 52. Like, these are like, if you're, if you're going like, you know, the top of the top, like, at least top five, these three are in it. it got to be.
0: Well, I mean, I'm looking at this, right? And I'm going like, the Brady looks like a great deal, right? <laughs> right, um, seven hundred. It's probably I mean, good. that might yeah. reach a million.
2: But yeah, you it is a great deal because you wait a hundred years from now, how much is that Brady going to be I'm worth? That's
0: what I'm saying, right? Because like, Manuel obviously a great champion, but doesn't have a lot of records, right? I mean, yeah. he has records, but you know, it, 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 he was he was baseball cards, and I get why he Honus Wagner obviously a hall of famer too. Yeah, but Brady's the goat. He's a goat. And uh, will anybody ever have? Seven Super Bowls.
2: And here, here, hear or me six out. Or hear me it's out on this too. Seven. It's, 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 he has s- six.
0: No, I think he has seven. Doesn't he? I, oh he has God. six. See, I we don't it's so no, no John, I, believe it's has seven, five, I believe it's five, seven. Right? I believe it's no, seven. No, Joe Montana has four. Oh, damn! So he he, made,
2: he been past him up then. Oh, 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 oh time ago. Hold now, on, okay, okay.
0: It might be six. I think he had five with the Patriots and then one with the Bucks. Right. We have
2: to. He win have wins so many, we sad. forget how there many. There are so, so right many now.
0: people screaming
1: at there. I just know he Hey, once he,
2: pass, once he passed Montana, it's like we don't, we're not keeping track anymore because um, nobody else has more championships yeah, than over. him. Another thing to think about is that, okay, the reason why these two sp- baseball cards are so iconic as well, not just because of the players that are on them, but because of the scarcity of both of those. Sure, yeah. Right? And then you can make the same argument for that contender's Brady because yep. how many other rookie autos does he have? And then how many contender rookie autos just the base versions does he have it's not it's not many
0: this is the the number to 100 version so you know you're safe there right there's only 100 copies maybe and then uh yeah the base version maybe 300 400 so so the scarcity
2: applies funny enough to the brady card as well so 100 years from now these are going to be impossible to find
0: yeah it almost is like let's sell everything and just buy brady cards right because
2: I mean, <laughs> and it's like if you want to leave something to your kids and like if you want to just pull all your other investments like property and whatever, I'm not, not financial advice, obviously. But I, if I were if I had this type of money, I, I, I would at least think about getting that Brady.
0: Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, and plus it's also like the first kind of autographed like I mean, I want to say contenders The the Peyton Manning was first obviously in 98 the autograph Peyton Manning. I wanna say they started and I I could be wrong, I'm not a really historian when it comes to early late nineties stuff, but I wanna say ninety six might have been the first autograph or around around that time, but this is by far the first biggest autograph that ever happened. Yeah. And um and he was like a sixth sixth rounder, so it's like nobody even really there's probably people that sold this card for dollars back then.
2: Yeah. You know so. what blows my mind about that Mano 2 is that obviously we don't know how what it's gonna go for, but it's gonna be between seven and ten most likely. And then you think about the what is it? What the baseball owner that has the that owns the PSA ten? Yeah. Like, what? What do you think that card is worth, dude?
1: Absolutely ridiculous amounts. <laughs> and, and I think
2: <laughs> worth more than the Diamondbacks.
1: He
0: probably <laughs>
1: honestly, I would say
0: the Diamondbacks' value part of it is
1: probably that collection of baseball cards that he's got. Just but. that
2: PSA ten, mano, oh dude, because th- like this is hard to get already, and it's within itself 9.5 from SGC for a vintage like all white. You know what I mean? White borders and corner like perfect corners, corners, pretty yeah. much. Uh, a PSA ten. I don't
1: even want to know. It's yeah, be and disgusting. he has the
0: he has the Willie Mays Bowman in a ten too. Yep. So yep. I mean, he's literally got, you know, the best collection of anybody. Um, and you
1: know. I th- I think in general, like to kind of put a bow on this, like. Like, uh, look, I, I think like 95 percent 90, of the audience is like, I'm not going to be able to buy a Wagner or a or, a, or a, a Mantle or a Brady. But I think the point is like, compare this to the cards we've been talking about on the show, the WWE and the, the prospects and all this. Like, get that, get in in that, right? All these things that are like hot right now. It just, I feel like every time we're in on that new hype. That it's, like, you have to be reminded of, like, it's about the long game. And, yes, you're not getting these, but it's the vintage stuff to great me. Point. that it, That's it, it a great hold, point. It holds the value. If yeah. you're, like, if you are out for the quick chase, it's you can do it. There's a hustle to it, and that's fine. And have yep. fun doing it. But, like, I think in the long run, at the end of the day, like, in 20, 30 years, it's this stuff is this stuff. I, I feel like I, I'm a <laughs> record, but, like this is the stuff that 20 years ago was worth something it's the stuff that 20 years from now is going to be worth yep. something and, and, and and,
2: this, yeah you know? like like you said not to sound like a broken record but like i said the same thing the ever since i've been back in the hobby the, like these iconic cards are the same ones that people always at the end of the day and it's funny like we, yeah, like you said we, we're, we're getting hyped about the lebron like golden and all these other auctions that are like b- hyping up these more current cards and the wanders and all that stuff but it's like and then the the freaking vintage comes in and just, again, slaps everybody in the face like, right. yo, this is what you actually should well, be Well, <laughs> and that's what I should – I
0: mean, you know, I want to try to do, and I've done it a little bit, is like you get these Trevor Lawrences and stuff and work your way up to maybe saving to buy the Brady. That's like the pinnacle yeah. of it all is like being able to get those cards, maybe flip them and then save it. And then like – it's like kind of like, you know, getting a gold bar. Like, yeah, hey, I got a little bit, and then I got enough to get a gold bar now. You know, like that's – let's buy the gold bar. But, you know, it's – in terms of football, and we're about to get into the 2021 QBs, so uh, so we're going to kind of flip the script on that. But, like, what other? what's the second? Like, we can arguably say that this Brady is probably the best football card of all time. I mean, I don't know. Vintage collectors might say no. But, like, what's second? What's third? What, what other card is? What's next? Like, I feel like it's, like, this is above and beyond anything even close. Like, there's not even a close second.
1: I think it would have to be something vintage. Um like I Jim know Browns I was going to say there's a lot of folks who like the Jim Browns um you could go with Walter Payton Some of
2: those super rare vintage football cards right, right. but
0: even the Joe Montana doesn't sell for as much No right? no that's Overproduced not, I don't think that was bit. yeah I don't
2: think that was rare enough um when people would probably point to some of the biggest football cards to your as an investment thing like they always point out to those
0: But those guys are running backs right there's not What are the quarterbacks, quarterback's close? Close, yeah you know what bart Starr i mean i yeah. mean even terry terry bradshaw I mean, got to be i mean it's got to be
1: like the real vin- the real vintage stuff you got to go way back like uh you know uh i can't even think right off the top of my who's head who's
0: second in the last 22 years manning. I, th-
1: I was going to say manning but like there isn't an i can't think of like what what's the first manning card do you think contenders? Um? contenders yeah okay that's what i thought too. yeah that's what i was thinking too but
0: and then same thing with, what, with rogers maybe Rodgers might be
1: Rogers might be the other guy in the modern, but again, he's for what he's accomplished. His value is not quite no. where it probably one should be. one Super Bowl. Yeah, but uh, what I mean, a whole shelf full of MVPs, and uh, statistically, you could make an argument the best quarterback. That we've ever seen in some seasons. So
0: Rodgers contenders second to the Brady contenders. I mean, that's. Uh, I feel yeah. like that's like a whole like like Brady or la- lapped him like ten times. I, I feel
1: like that scene in Brady Moneyball, lapped everybody ten yeah, times. I, I feel like that scene in Moneyball where it's like here's Tom Brady and a whole pile of S, <laughs> and then here's the rest.
0: Right, like there's no. I mean, you got Mahomes. It's like coming up, you know. I mean, and my, at one point
2: he was a it, it was he was scarely approaching Brady contender prices at one point a few years, a couple yeah. years ago, and I'm like, that was just getting, shaking my head.
0: Yeah, what he's one great. chip
2: and what was he in four
0: AFC? He's now been
1: in four straight. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I get it. He's he's been on a tear f- for his young career, but like for his prices to be even close to Brady at one point, like blows my mind.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I I think I sold the contenders for like $1,400. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about, is it time to sell the 2021 QBs? We're in a year unlike any other year. Because for one, we have Select coming out. And it's on <clears throat> MojoBreak.com right now. If you guys want to get your teams in a four-box Select Hobby, which is coming out at the end of the year, it's going to be the first year that we have XRCs that we know what teams are on, for one. Pack, pull them. That's true. We know what what team the XRCs are on. That's true. But the reason I'm saying that is because we're literally going to get into the 2022 season and we're still having crossover of good 2021 products, which has been unlike any other season of last. Never, never never really happened. Right. So I think that's helped the hype. I think the season ended and you have Lawrence knocking out the Colts. So they're like, all right, he left on a note that there's a lot of promise. Um, people believe in Zach Wilson for whatever reason. People it, believe in Justin well. Fields. Uh, it's like it, this year, unlike any other, it's like the off season did not hurt these guys. You know, it's like the hype is still continuing. And um, I feel like a lot of people are going to get burned on, if not five out of five of these guys, probably four out of five of these guys. I honestly feel that most of these prices are at their peak now. And that's personally me. You know, um, I think these guys, I think you can point to Lance. I'm a homer. You can point to Lance being in probably the best situation with arguably a top defense in the league. Uh, The Niners got better at defense, uh, you know, but he may have rookie struggles. They're probably ranked the best out of all of them. Maybe them and the Patriots as far as preseason rankings. Patriots, I'd say, yeah. Patriots and Niners. Uh, but, I mean, are the Jags, the Jets, or the Bears going to make the playoffs?
2: Just have I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, if you're asking our opinions on is it time to sell to 2020 quarterbacks, I there's some guys that I think you should definitely sell. There's some guys that I think there it might be worth holding. So I don't know if we're going to get into that. But, um, yeah, in terms of those three teams, I don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I highly doubt the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs. And I give Jets a very small chance just because they have been drafting really well. And I do, I mean, obviously, that was your former coach over there. And I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, and well, there think- was
0: some big news that they might lose. Makai Becton has a bone chip in his
2: mm, knee. Yeah, that'd be and He's, bit, that'd be he's like
0: their Pro Bowl offensive lineman, their yeah. standout first rounder. And,
2: and they needed – they, they had a lot of protection problems last year. So. Yeah, so that he
0: may be out. <laughs> they're saying he, if it is a bone fracture in his knee, he's out for the year. So. Yeah, so I, I give
2: Jets a small, slim chance. Th- there's my answer right there. Like, Trey Lance, I, I would feel comfortable right now not necessarily selling Trey Lance, Mac, and to a, a smaller extent, Zach Wilson. I would, however, be probably be selling Trevor Lawrence, and so I would especially be trying to sell Justin Fields around. He's the he's the one that I believe is the one that you should definitely sell the most because out of all five of those teams, the Bears aren't like to me look like they're going to be the worst of the five.
0: Yeah, we've got some data here too, just to kind of back it up. And, and Cody, we did the <coughs> XRCs because um, we were able to find data on those, and um, you can actually already see that it's kind of trended down. On uh, the XRCs have trended down on Mac Jones. For the XRCs, they've trended down already on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, They've already they've Trevor they trended down on. I mean, most of the market is anyway. So like you know, right now some of these eminence just came out, national treasures, a couple like about a month ago, flawless about two three weeks ago. So those cards are still going for big money because they're still kind of new. Yep. Right. So this is kind of proof here if you look at the XRCs that XRC is kind of old news, right? And I think these cards be, might become old news as well. Now, you do have the benefit of, like, you only have Kenny Pickett to kind of really worry about rookie-wise. Now, I don't know, maybe Matt Coral plays. Maybe some other guy, the guy from Tennessee plays. What's the guy from Tennessee's name again? Uh, Willis. Willis, maybe Malik Willis. 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 Malik Willis. But you don't have a big class coming in. So, But, like, what do these guys individually have to do for their high-end cards to go up? Like, do they all have, you have to make the playoffs, right? Is second year making the playoffs? Is that good or not? Or can they go eight and eight and their cards still go up?
1: I mean, I think you saw it last year. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you have Burrow and Herbert, who I think were, I think we Burles. can say. Yeah, but I mean, like, the ex- you, they are kind of an exception. Like that is very exceptional. It's very rare to get two guys playing at that high of a level in their second year. But it shows it can happen. Like yeah. if a guy goes to the Super Bowl, another guy Burl's is
2: knocking on the door. He almost won his damn first championship. Yeah,
1: if he God, sure. if he had won, it would have been just stupid prices all off season long. But yeah, it's I I, I, I don't think it's that far off where one of these if it, again can two of these guys make the playoffs and up their value? We One of them made the playoffs last year. <clears throat> Trey Lance, you said it, he's in a good situation. Um, I think also for Lance, though, the thing that benefits him, and it's the thing we've been saying all along with him, is that it's that it's what we don't know that's really helping him. We just don't know what he can offer, um, and it's been a kind of a roller coaster ride. If you've been following the practices, there's some day the first couple days it was like, "Uh-oh, yeah. what have the Niners done?" Well,
0: yesterday was really good, supposedly. Right,
1: and then yeah, the last couple of days he looks like okay, they've made the right decision, uh, and obviously getting the the full full sign off of like you are a guy really helps as well. But yeah, that's that's really the thing and like if he comes out and craps the bed in the first couple games like that stuff's gonna and he's the
0: by far the most raw I mean we're talking about a guy that sat I believe sat out the COVID season and I think only played 17 college games so yeah you know you're talking about a guy that's like really 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 raw compared to the rest of them but he is in the best situation as far as team um, team around him, and I know Dan here with the Stanford helmet would probably say no, but uh, you know I feel like he's uh, well, the, the, you... the, the, the Niners linebackers. They just got the, the the corner from the Chiefs, so they solidified the corners. Um, you know, Bosa's back, Armstead's back. Uh, if Kinlaw can have a good, I mean, that defense could maybe hold teams to seven to ten points, and he, and and the Niners could just literally run the ball the whole game possibly
1: i I do wish dan was here so we could because if rumors are to be believed there is a slight chance that jimmy garoppolo may be heading to la to be the backup no way and uh, i just saw that floating around it's probably not likely but i saw (laughs) it floating around
0: (laughs) well would you rather have him in seattle or la i guess seattle right
1: well, uh, Seattle, no, he's playing in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. He ain't playing in LA. He is he is the backup quarterback and I don't think he wants that.
0: Yeah, what a what a crazy story. Like he's still on the roster. I don't know if he's going to play. The game's Friday. I don't know if he's going to get any No, fans.
1: well, I, if you heard what Kyle Shanahan said, he's they said he's fourth on the depth chart right now and basically just very bluntly put it because we have to put him there. Like we just we are trying to get rid of this guy they he said knows it. they're gonna
0: sit through camp and they're i guess right now they're hoping that somebody gets injured on another team which we we don't hope anybody gets injured right but uh and then the watson thing i was gonna say
1: there's still clarification we know that obviously the judge put down a, a a decision about the watson situation but it sounds like the nfl is going to probably make that dell wants a
0: longer uh, yeah.
1: uh a longer one suspension one year yeah. and that's uh, frankly Probably is going and to happen And then Cleveland's
2: Going to need Like who do they Who's their backup dude?
1: They're going to have It's uh, Yeah it's it, They're going to have to do it Jacoby Brissett would be the guy But it's going to be Jimmy G But
2: I think yeah. Jimmy G Has a no trade clause So I don't know um, If he wants to go to Cleveland, Cleveland
1: right. Cleveland's closer on, is, Yeah is, is, I mean, He's from the Midwest he's, just, he's a Chicago guy So I they're feel not like a bad, That's bad. Yeah, to yeah they're not
2: a bad team To go to No but, not at all I mean this is the Cleveland Well run. now
0: that he's been Sitting on the depth Sorry, chart uh, Fourth And watching Trey Lance practice Maybe he'll just go on Anywhere at this point <laughs> you know, maybe it was a little different when he was uh you know he was the man but uh yeah what a crazy situation with a guy that's been to an nfc championship game and a super bowl is fourth in the depth chart and can't find a team yeah um but that's wild but yeah back to these rookie quarterbacks i also feel like we were talking about burrow and and uh you know we've got some pictures of burrow here i feel like nobody's talking about him the guy goes to the nfc the, the super bowl for the afc represents the afc in the super bowl beats beats the chiefs and like we're talking about the rookies instead of him, like that's just, the, the, this guy should be literally what we've been talking about. Should be.
2: I mean, that, I think that was the narrative in just um, as a whole. I remember a couple, like maybe a month ago, ESPN put out an article about kind of the same thing. Is like, are we over? Uh, like are people overlooking the Bengals and Joe Burrow? You know, before the season even starts, like these guys literally went to the Super Bowl, like you said. Um, I mean. It, Going back to the, just real quick to the the original question is like, what do these the the current twenty twenty one rookies have to do? They have to do what Burrow did, essentially to to to, to justify their prices are their prices going even higher, right? They have to make a deep, I feel like a deep run in the playoffs, if not even just go to the Super Bowl, kind of like what Patty Mahomes did, because that's the only time we've seen guys or Josh Josh Allen for that for for that matter, like he made a pretty deep run. Like you have to make a deep run as a young quarterback for your prices to be justified or for your prices to to spike up some you know what i mean otherwise like yeah if all five of these guys don't make the playoffs then
0: i know it's crazy yeah so i mean i i would definitely be selling and 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 interesting (coughs) enough we didn't mention the xrc's of zach wilson and trey lance but as you can see on these slides they actually went Went up up. (laughs) so they kind of started lower though maybe that's that's the opinion because if you look at the uh Trevor Lawrence starting at two grand went to twelve hundred. Mac Jones forty two hundred. Man, I feel bad for that guy. Uh, down to nine hundred. So these guys kind of. I mean, Zach Wilson started at seven and now he's at seven thirty five on these XRCs. And then or le- I think
1: it went down. It went down to seven hundred, but it. There was a weird little like it kind of fluxed. It was seven thirty five, but then started going down, 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 and then oh something happened about a month and a half ago. And then whoop back up yeah. uh, boy I doing talk anyway I'm not gonna put that in anyone's mind what I was just thinking
0: I mean I guess um yeah I know what, <laughs> I know what you're thinking there too
1: <laughs> doing that motion for the video and with everything going on with him that's it I'm
0: you know it he that. became a uh you know as we watched in a, a video of, of some kids at the national that we played here uh, a couple hours ago He, like, became a cult hero for that, man. He has. You know, it's like the young guys all over the world. It's like Stifler's mom all over again. Remember? Stifler's mom in our generation. And now it's like this guy's now become the hero of, and it's gross, but, you know, I mean, it's just some kind of lore around him.
1: And it should be mentioned for something that is still not confirmed that we're all (laughs) just saying, oh, yeah, Instagram comment, we're all taking it at face value.
0: Yeah, who could have just been somebody that just wanted to maybe ruin his reputation. or we don't know. He said no to or something, and and now it's the lore. I mean, there's people actually getting jerseys with it on the back. (laughs) Wow. Custom Jets jerseys, his number, and then Milfson on the back.
1: That's definitely the least shocking thing I've ever
0: heard. (laughs) Can't buy a Ron Mexico Atlanta Falcons jersey, but you can buy a Milfson Jets jersey until they ban that one, so... Uh, you know what's shocking about these cards of some of these, you know, we're looking at Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow's uh, Silver Prisms is uh, the last sold for Josh Allen. Holy crap.
2: Silver Prism at 10K? Holding strong. Holding strong. People like Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're clearly the everybody's favorite to get to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, not everybody's, but, like, the general media and – sports world i believe that they could probably get back to the super bowl pretty easily
0: well that game right there the chiefs bills game was probably the one of the most exciting games i'd ever Hell seen yeah in five Love years that game it was
2: that was incredible
1: and it was a complete i mean toss up.
2: yeah i mean i gotta admit man those that playoff just the that, those playoffs in general were pretty exciting most games were pretty excited like both like all three weekends Niners games weren't that
0: exciting, especially the Green Bay game. But,
1: uh, was, but the, I know they were so. not high scoring, but they were like th- the the hinge points of the game were very, very exciting. Yeah. yeah. The block punts and, and, and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I want to get into this last uh, thing. I don't know if c seen this video. So sure we're going to have a live, li- live reaction. So this happened at National. This is kind of a scam alert um of of things that uh, could possibly happen when you're dealing with cards and stuff to watch out oh for, wait, I, but, think I think i think uh, i know about courtesy me. of uh card porn here um some stuff happened at the national there was a live break and uh it didn't c- quite go the way as planned and uh kind of kind of became kind of funny i'm actually trying to find it now i don't know why i can't find it i
2: think i think i've seen it uh Are you talk about the uh What's good,
0: bro? All right, oh, man. Yeah, I think
2: I live on it. air
1: network. Our breaker DSS was doing a prism box, fifteen thousand dollar box. Sealed. is that twelve thirteen? Private sale. They sell it out the break. They get ready to go live. They open up the box. <laughs> get the f- out of here, bro. Yes, check that out. What? the
2: f- Good luck, everybody.
0: You Let's get right face? on into it. Have you see this?
2: No, I haven't seen this one. Wow. I haven't seen this one.
0: What's up, John? How are we doing? This is the most expensive box I've ever broken. It's a twelve to fourteen thousand dollar box. Wow. It's
2: like it's like his soul left his body.
0: <laughs> I hate to laugh. Two thousand nine tops basketball. We're so they made eight. it right. They made it right. But the reason I wanted to bring this up for you guys is, um, you know, buy from trusted dealers. I don't know where they bought this from. I'm assuming eBay. Um, but if you're dealing with companies like Dave and Adams, who has Reed, who buys and goes and buys, and he's an expert on looking at things, they will refund you and take care of you. Now, Fatball's 516 on eBay, you know, he sells you a $14,000 box of Prism. Sure, he's not going to give you a refund. Um, and he's probably gone. I mean, and this is on a small scale. Obviously, the Logan Paul stuff, um, you know, you're dealing with things that are you know 15,000 is not even that much compared to some of these other boxes like exquisite or something like that that could be easily I mean they didn't really put much tampering stuff on these boxes back then so you got to be very careful if you're thinking about buying sealed wax I mean not only that you're dealing with maybe you're dealing with products that had a case hit and you're buying a, a, a single box Yep. you know and then you know the guy got the case hit and then sold the other boxes right so you've already got it's been cherry-picked maybe a situation with that where you know maybe you get a legit prison box but maybe the guy hit two golds out of the case already decided to sell the rest so just kind of a buyer beware do your research try to buy from you know if it's a great deal it's probably too good of a too good to be true you know send the guy a message about where where did you get this what's the backstory i mean obviously people people can lie uh, but i always like to do that when if i'm buying something that's very rare i try to get a backstory on how they have it like Oh, 0304 chrome how did you have this box oh you know i had a case or i bought this back in 0304 and i just didn't open it and i've held on to it i bought it from a card shop i have the receipt that's another thing maybe if you can get them to give you the receipt too is another qu- uh, not everybody has receipts but like some people do keep them and they show you that i bought this in 2012 from san antonio sports card plus and here's my receipt you're like okay you feel a little bit be- a little bit better about it instead of going on camera and finding some austin awesome powers cards in your $15,000 box. We yeah. got duped.
1: Yeah, baby. You got to Sorry, just p- my. Austin, <laughs> Austin <laughs> Powers? <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs>
0: anyway. Dude, he's been so unre- unrelevant for like so many years. Michael Myers. <laughs> Have
1: you watched Austin Powers recently? No. Oh, man. Gotta do it. It's still classic. amazing. It's still. So good.
0: Goldfinger was my favorite. That
1: Goldfinger's was... solid, but they're, 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 they're nothing will beat that first one. Spy, Sh- they're all good. Yeah. They're,
0: they're all, good. all fun. They're all good. Was the first one where he had the car in the alley and he was backing it in, backing it out. Yes, yes, doing
1: like the seventy hundred point turn with the steamroller coming to go. Goes no, it's yeah. like seven, it's like eighty feet away. <laughs> so great.
0: And The great Vern Troyer, rest in peace. I think.
1: Uh, I believe he shows up in the second one uh, uh, and, I, and the I, third but,
0: one, but I don't think he's with us though, right? No, he no, you know, he, wow, he, rest he passed away, Vern Troyer, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. My- Michael Myers. What has Michael Myers done recently?
1: Uh, he had some show on Netflix that was apparently terrible. Mm. Um, yeah, guy's doing weird things. Popped up in Inglorious Bastards like ten years ago, and then kind of went silent <coughs> again.
0: Um, I want to say yeah. he was in a Super Bowl commercial, right? He did. Yeah. He did the Wayne's World Super Bowl commercial. I
1: love the guy. Literally, in like I would say like three of like my maybe ten or fifteen favorite movies of all time. Wayne's World is one of my all time favorites, and yet I've heard he's like notoriously difficult to work with like that's the reason he doesn't get much work anymore mm. here's
0: a quick question Jack Black or Michael Myers Ooh,
1: hmm I have to go Jack Black just because tenacious D is one of my all-time favorites oh, I have I to do it it's it. tough though it's not I easy
0: I don't like tenacious I can't do it I oh, I, I know it. either that so many people love him. I just can't do it I don't like the music I don't love know what D. it is I don't like you know I just can't do it um, I do like Jack Black and um, the, what's the uh, the army movie
1: Oh, Tropic Thunder! Tropic Thunder, yeah. love him in that. I will say this: if Tenacious D didn't exist, Mike Myers pretty easily. But I'm such a Tenacious D fan that I I have to pick him.
0: F him hard was a good song, but uh, I like I, I like, like, D- slow, I, like Jack, I
2: like I like them both probably equally. But I do I do enjoy Jack Black movies in general. Yeah, like uh, um, mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder was good, Tropic obviously. Thunder. But even like his like the dumb movies, like the ones that aren't really like. Nacho you know. Libre. Oh. <laughs> That was not. That was <laughs> oh, pretty good. You Thank you. That lo- lo- that's one of my th- top ten movies of all time. He borderline's it. too
0: cheesy for me. Like overdone comedy.
1: Oh, for sure. Like it, he, it's, it's. He
2: he was good in uh, that rock movie too, where he played a girl.
1: School, uh, oh, what? What uh, movie
2: was uh, that? Uh, not School of Rock was it? I was gonna no, say no, school, school of Rock. rock. Yeah. Uh, it, the Rock. He, um, it was um, the, the Jungle remake. Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh Jumanji. Jumanji! Yeah, that was solid. Yeah, I thought
0: he
1: was pretty good. <clears> oh yeah, one.
0: he did the voice because they, they took in the bodies, right? Yes.
2: So it's actually pretty funny. He, he wasn't. It was supposed to be a girl that went into his body, so he, he played the, like a teenage yeah, girl. He was yeah. a teenage. Yes, yes, funny. that was. They actually had they had them good. all play different, like you know, like the the. Um, the kevin hart played like a football player bodybuilder yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and the rock was like a skinny nerdy nerdy guy guy.
0: yeah that was good well i was just thinking is michael myers the best jack black is the best comparison to michael myers or is there a better
1: comparison Mm, i I feel like the comparison to me is sandler because they were both on snl around the same time and both sandler both of their careers took off around the same time where like literally 90s comedies were like mike myers Adam Sandler. Well, if Shrek, that's the case, then I'm,
2: I'm choosing it. Adam Sandler all yeah, day over him. Adam
1: See, uh, that's one where I'm like, uh, I can't Sandler watch. Sandler has watch too watch many
2: classics, bro. Watch
1: Austin Powers again. Watch Wayne's World again. Hell, watch Shrek again. I don't Schmoking care. Knock, the knock the yourself
0: out. Smoking a pancake? Yeah.
2: Those those are not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Sandler's still going, though. Although,
1: Oh, Cass-
0: yeah. Mike Myers was the Shrek voice. He that's was Shrek. Right. He
1: was Shrek. Oh,
0: uh, that was good, too. My
1: bit, of, again... Uh, Bring it full circle why he doesn't work anymore. Uh, it was Eddie- supposed to be Chris Farley. Uh, Chris Farley passed away. And they get Mike Myers. He records all the dialogue. At the end of it, he's like, you know what? I want to do a Scottish accent. And they had to re-record all the dialogue and redo the animation to match oh, his voice. Oh,
0: my God. So, yeah.
1: He did not make a lot of friends, but Jeez. it worked.
0: And that takes, like, two years to make the animation. Oh, yeah. Sometimes.
1: And people were not happy.
0: Jeez. that's in- That's incredible. Yeah. Well, definitely a a lot of topic, but, you know, I like to talk about (laughs) random stuff here on the show, but uh, make sure you guys, (laughs) yeah, baby, Uh, make sure you guys hit subscribe here. If you're watching on the video, Uh, thank you guys for listening to the audio on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you guys are digesting that. Uh, We're also live on what not doing breaks, young ties, doing breaks on what not along with young Greg. Um, and uh, we got obviously c right here on MojoBreak.com Busted about on YouTube We also got Cody on Loop So if you're into some cards Check out those channels And we'll see you guys next week on The Hype